Good morning, good morning, good morning. You're tuning in to the Urban Conservative. I'm Chaz Neal, based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And we're being brought to you today by Leon Black Independent Media. And I have a co-host with me, Jontel Tola. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Whether you're waking up or you're going to bed, hope you are blessed. Yes, yes, yes. And over here at Leon Black Independent Media, we are all about transparency, truth, and accountability. The Urban Conservative is all about news on the streets, gun violence, crime, politics, and how we solve our community's most hardest issues. How can we change our communities for the better? Let's get back to family, community, and building foundational roots. Let's make sure nobody gets left behind. Set up and help. So this morning we are going to talk about minneapolis one of minneapolis's and honestly just not even minneapolis uh one of our most structured uh issues homelessness uh, and for the last week uh we've had issues serious issues with uh evictions uh and some communities members like to call it disbanding uh i like to call it what it is evicting uh because disbanding is um breaking something up this is not breaking something up this is evicting people uh arresting people uh brutalizing them uh and we're gonna play some video not this one go to uh i want to give a big shout out to uh there, so yesterday, Minneapolis did clear three encampments, uh, and uh, uh, and we'll get into this story too. But uh, a nonprofit that helped incarcerated uh, individuals was also kicked out, and there was about thirty uh, African American men. But I want to play a video from uh, Aaron Johnson, who is a, a activist out of Minneapolis, uh, and this video is uh, there's two actually. Uh, this one right here is from last week, um, and this just shows the type of presence that Minneapolis brings. So go ahead and play the video, sir. shame yes it is and and just to show that just shows you uh what type of uh presence that the city of minneapolis um that our mayor our minneapolis police our park police are um can't really say about hennepin county i know there was some state troopers because i went through a scene yesterday uh on 25 uh, 2205 Gerard, um, and, and seeing the type of presence and the, the way that they had the community, the neighborhood shut down, it was like an eight block radius of just seeing police cars everywhere. But yet all the shootings that happened yesterday, uh, it, it really trips me out of what we use our, our resources for. 
Uh, and if you play, I think that's they have that video right there. And this is yesterday, and this is them uh, throwing away <laughs> people. You know, right as it's getting cold at that. Right. And and that's what so today, last night was actually the coldest night yet of since May, April. Wow. And and for and I want people to realize this too of that out of everything that happened yesterday with the evictions and with 30 uh men being evicted from their housing uh you had 210 plus people um there's another video that i want to i want to play and while we talk about this it's ridiculous to me of the way that because i, I want to really give it up to communities unite against police brutality um and michelle gross for the way that they went in there last night and i only want to play a section of the video uh was it the protesters that went to the city they up to uh, the city the city hall got you yep i just put another one uh, another link in there so oh yeah we could play this one i don't mind dean he's not a bad dude or danny whatever his name is uh and this is a shorter one so again what's going on here so this is a group of activists and organizations uh Right there speaking is Michelle Gross. She is the executive director of Communities United Against Police Brutality. Uh, you have AJ, who is uh, an activist out of St. Paul. You have some other groups that are uh, protectors, uh, encampment responders, um, and basically just a lot of it is mutual aid work. So a lot of these people that are standing there are community members. Uh, that actually do live in the community um, and went to the planning commission to ask them to make MPD, the city, uh, stop because there actually is a lawsuit right now from the Minnesota ACLU and that what the city of Minneapolis and the Minneapolis Police Department is doing is, is wrong, is illegal, uh, and is not being done in the the correct way at all uh we're they're not giving these people resources and and i'm let me say let me take that back a little bit uh they're not giving my community members resources uh when you evict that many right. people um and actually my neighbors <laughs> i'm gonna make it a little bit even more personal my neighbors uh and they have nowhere to go 
the shelters, there I think when yesterday when all of this was going on, there was like four openings. Uh, wow. Where are those people supposed to go? And and what people don't even realize is this is all a political move. Um, yep. If people don't understand that, because and that's the most sick part of it is where are they going to go? They're only going to go further over north. It's to get the ugliness because they consider it ugliness of out of downtown. This is what this is about. And I want to get into the the building of uh, building future uh, Minnesota. And that is the story with uh, that Listen Media USA uh, covered. Uh, let's see where did I get that? So, Better Future Minnesota is having an issue with Hennepin County, so they're displacing thirty African American men on short notice. Also, their jobs are lost. Now, Better Futures Minnesota embraces a group of people living in chronic poverty with histories of persistent unemployment, untreated mental health, addiction, incarceration, and homelessness. Their circumstances are a public health problem that originates in the core hurts and the trauma experienced by these adults. Um, now, the part that I, I want to talk about this is because Two things, the city of Minneapolis and Hennepin County both have and passed resolutions proclaiming racism a public health crisis. Um, how does it that you evict 30 black men that were getting help from a great organization that was giving them jobs, housing, so that they wouldn't be on the streets, so that people wouldn't be calling them thugs that really wanted to change their life. And what else option are they gonna have now that if nobody picks up or, or puts a hand out, they have no other choice but to get back here on them streets. And is that what we want? Is that what these failed democratic policies are doing for our great city of Minneapolis. Right. You know, it, it, we need to really think about that. When we there are some tweets on here that's that's pretty much coming at different arguments of what you're saying is a real question. What right. are the officers doing while they're out of their cars? Is it connecting people to social services that they may need? That's public safety. For real, I do actually believe we are going to have police officers. That's the reality we're in, which is true. Right. If we want to get to a place where there's more social service oriented people helping, we've got to start somewhere because, you know, police officers aren't going away tomorrow. And no. do I believe they're slave catchers? Yes. But I'm also being realistic here, knowing the rest of society may not agree with my. Right. And, and, and that's the thing of it is like. This is my question to people that say abolish the police, right? Or even defund the police. Cause y'all are not out here trying to patrol these streets. So for y'all to sit there and say abolish something, I would, ex I would hopefully 
you know, you practice what you preach. Well, yeah. See, we going I'm gonna have to um send an episode to you that we did that breaks down the myths, debunks the myths, and gives you the cold hard facts about what people that actually do practice what they preach <coughs> mean by defund the police and abolish the police because there's solutions that they offer and what a transition would look like. You know what I mean? But oh yeah, are, no, I'm, I'm of not. Course, the bulk of people, as you're pointing out obviously right. to the viewers is that there's a whole bulk of people that's just screaming abolish the police when they have no idea what they want to do about it they just right they're just there's mad no and want to point the finger at people and that's there's because no politicians are not offering any solutions they're not they throw money all they do right. is throw money that and, and and hopefully they expect that it's going to get rid of the problem Right. No. And that's my problem with reparations. You know, um, I don't want to go off on a tangent. I do want to sit here and, and, and stay on key. But it's like even with reparations of right. we have to educate. Yep. First, we have to teach financial literacy. We have to show people right. how to be self-sufficient, because if we're just throwing money, just like we did with the, the Talk about it. COVID monies. Right. Now we're two years into COVID. We still, the numbers are maybe not as bad, but well, it's still around it 80 to, to 70,000 cases a day of COVID. Um, now you have monkey pox. It's not even that. The inflation and, and the, the gas. But that's, what, but that's where I'm getting at is we were had an abundance of money. And now they're saying that unemployment's at its lowest. Well, yeah, because people aren't getting rehired right there's you know what i'm saying so of course yeah. you're not gonna have unemployment rate is gonna be low for the simple fact of that if you don't have people applying for unemployment benefits where are the numbers at they're gonna go down because people aren't applying so and they also they also inflate and deflate the numbers based off of like right. the big economy they don't count those jobs but those are people working actual jobs they just won't count it so think about all the people that's working Uber and and um, you know DoorDash and all that stuff. They're not counted as actual workers, right? Right. And that's what I, I don't understand with people, and so, they just fall for anything, right? Yeah, I I, uh, I know you wanted to talk about another uh, uh, Cedric Alexander. Yo, perfect. I exactly. I, I want to talk about Operation Endeavor. Um, I want to What's talk that? about Operation Endeavor is basically what is up. You're seeing on the screen right now. It is to show an effort to increase police visibility through downtown and across the city. If you didn't see them, uh, you would complain about that, wouldn't you? Enough of the two phase taking from both sides talking from both sides of your mouth already so this is a response to him ex kind of explaining what operation endeavor is um if people don't know who cedric jesus christ alexander is he's the <laughs> three hundred thousand. let me take that back because it's three hundred and fifty thousand dollar miracle man that uh jacob frey baby boy mayor and uh some city council members brought in from Rochester, New York, and oh, wow. DeKalb uh, County, Georgia. Oh, now, wow. my question has always been, what has he ever done 
to make his city better. And as you can see, as we're going to go through some of his responses uh, to people mm -hmm. through residents of, of Minneapolis, you're going to see that this dude is, uh, I don't know what to call him. Because he, the way that he talks, this is not a, a, anything professional. Um, so this is a tweet from a Minneapolis resident that says, I think it's safe to say that many of us recognize the red flags and Cedric's appointment by his unprecedentedly substandard responses to questions regarding public safety, as well as, as his conflict of interest. I will not expect anything more from him than what he's showing us here. It shows an effort. Um, I just read that already. So again, this is somebody that is our director of public safety and is being paid $350,000 a year to, huh. to talk to people through social media like this. This is what we're paying. This is what we pay for. <laughs> this is what $350,000 gets you. A disrespectful coward that, uh, that I think there is. Okay, so this is this, and I'm going to call this man a coward. Um, this is a tweet from 2020, September. Uh, and it's, so I did a little background. Rachel Barnhart is actually, and I think she still is, is a city council member of Ward 4 or 5 out in Rochester, New York. Um, Cedric, they were going back and forth and just to it really to me is his response you want to attack my character when i was in rochester people are laughing at you dummy behind your back and it made me really wonder is this the type of man right that people talk about integrity this is what integrity looks like to me this is a coward that when he is asked questions not about his character because I went through this um, this thread, and for me, she didn't say anything to me that was attacking him personally. It was attacking his job, uh, his job title, his job, where he what she is paid to do, which the city is paying him. Uh, now, if people want to consider the questions that she was asking him uh, disrespectful, I I think that. Sometimes the tough shit just needs to be asked. And Talk about it. If we're not going to ask it, because here's the thing. This is what I want our elected officials to do is to put that pressure on our paid employees for the simple fact of we don't have the same access to these people like they do. So if you're going to be, say you're for the community, then you can't just let these people do whatever and however they want to do it. When we have laws and regulations, statutes, ordinances, resolutions, and y'all don't even follow it. But then what do we expect from the state of America? Mm. Because they've always reneged on anything that they have ever done going back to when the start of America, all the way back to 1776. 
if we really want to talk about it. So how are we ever going to make America great again when America is nothing but a farce and a lie? Talk about it, yo. You on point. You on point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I go back to it. You know what I'm saying? Of how do we really can say that we love thy neighbor when we care more about a country that's overseas, but we don't even care about a territory that we consider part of America? Yo, right. You know, right. is it because now if that was a white nation, would it be different? Yeah. If that was Puerto Rico is full of white people, would the response be different? With the well, because yeah, home. I mean, we have something in a sense. We have Guam. Guam is run by America, and okay. it's also a resort. Right. So you know, think about it. Like I'm sure people that live in Guam have more, you know have a better life than people that are native to Hawaii. And that's just an assumption, but you know, colonization, it's still, it's present day colonization is just framed differently. Right. Oh, different. Oh, and, and that's one thing that too, is that, that I want to understand about other, other nations, other countries. And yeah. that's why I'm really looking forward uh, to getting David Allen moon on here to learn more about Canada. Right, uh, right. So that because I think a lot of it is we, me, myself, and I'll speak on it because uh, I don't understand it. So the politics are different. And oh, yeah. that's what I'm I'm starting to learn. And I want to be the type of person that is respectful to everybody's uh, concerns and issues. And regardless of how they might see something, um, the language could be different. The definition of something may be different. And yeah. that's what I want to, I really want to talk about and, and get an understanding of the politics, the, the, the social justice issues that are going, that are facing in, in Canada, how that fight is going, how we can help here in America. Um, because everybody all over the world uh, needs to stand in solidarity together. But we also have to have an understanding and knowledge to be able to fight these fights and to be able to help in the most constructive and strategic and tactical way. So when we know better, we do better. That's why we educate, meditate, liberate, and celebrate. Educate is that first one. Yes, we have to educate. We have to educate. Education is a must. Um, now I went off on a little rant. The next story that we will talk about today is uh, fentanyl. So I, I really shouldn't even be having to talk about this, um, but this is something that is is dear to me. Uh, is the youth is very important and, and also the fight against drugs uh, mm -hmm. Halloween season is coming up uh, I want people to know that fentanyl is now there in candy they've had multiple cases uh, across this nation of America and the last thing you want your child to do is to get tricked and die uh, so I remember coming up and maybe you too is uh, John Taylor of 
you know, our parents telling us, wait till we get home to eat our candy because, you know, yep. people either yep. stuck needles in them or maybe stuck razor blades. Facts. Trick-or-treating is not the same anymore. <laughs> you know, honestly, I look at some of these stories that have came out recently about fentanyl. I would prefer my kids to go buy weed legally yeah, uh, because they're putting fentanyl in the weed. Um, the medications, I would like Adderall. Um, what's the other one uh, that for ADHD? Uh, Adderall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ritalin. And I, I want people to know that when our kids are misabusing these these prescribed medications and they can't get them the way that they're supposed to, what you're seeing on the screen is going to kill them. Right. Don't allow your child. We, we need to talk to them. We need to understand of, of what they're going through because at the end of the day, I know some people don't like <clears throat> drugs. Weed isn't a drug. Talk about it. Weed is grown naturally. Um, and that is something that we should really, really, really embrace. Uh, I know people Yo, think, We lost yeah. you there, my brother. Am I lost? Well, looks like Chaz has uh, lost connection for a moment. So we will go to... You there, Chaz? Am I here? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay, my bad, my bad. My I was going to say, we going to go to commercial break for a second. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's the one thing that um, about the, the fentanyl that frustrates me the most is that it's not just fentanyl because it's there's something called carfentanil uh, that is even more synthetic. And if people don't know what synthetic means, synthetic is... Uh, not so much organic but it's it's stronger um so they're cutting it with fentanyl car fentanyl now Ew. all you need is the compound ingredients to make these pills and then you get the fentanyl get you a little machine you go to amazon buy you a four thousand six thousand dollar machine that you can put in your garage you can put in a storage shed putting your little brand down tra RV or trailer and you can make you some pills, go sell them on the streets, eight, $10. And those, that machine will make 10, 20, 30,000 pills an hour. So while we're screaming the war on drugs, we have to figure out what type of war we're fighting. Where do those drugs come from? Because these dealers out here don't have planes and boats. We don't have access to the borders like that. Our government does, though. So when you see the DEA, ATF, FBI getting these promoting these big old busts on TV, what they ain't telling you is what they're allowing in. Uh, I was actually just watching the Oreo Express yesterday who is down at the border right now. Uh, people don't know who Oreo Express is. They're, uh, I guess, during since my 
they joining the movement, I guess I would call them right wing media. Um, not even because they're biased. They're, they're, they are biased uh, media. People will call me biased media. I'm not biased. I call them both sides out Republican, Democrat. Uh, for me, this is about right versus wrong, good versus evil. But with Back to Oreo Express, is down in Texas uh, at the border and seeing people just walk on over through Mexico. And it makes me wonder what gets in, what doesn't get in. Uh, and I, I believe everybody should have the freedom of liberty, uh, the liberty of housing, the liberty of food, uh, the liberty to health insurance, the liberty to the freedom of education, but also to do it the right way because I shouldn't be seeing people that are here illegally being treated better than people that were born here that are Americans, but yet are being left behind because of politics. See, I disagree, but I also feel you. I do. Right. And like I, my thoughts are a little different simply because I know the devastation we've caused, caused across the world mm -hmm. being an empire. But also, if they want to be hard against all these black and brown people, they send them back across the border. They could be the same way against all these white Europeans they have and let come over here and do all kinds of crazy shit with their money and buying up property and this, that, and the third. Why don't they get mad at all the Asians coming over here buying property and don't even reside here? Why don't they get mad? Why ain't we mad at those? That's look, I'm getting angry. I see no, but I get what I, you're saying, I, though, I and I agree. Disagree. I agree, right. I agree and disagree, but I feel where you're coming from fully, definitely. Because I'll tell you right now, uh, where even to go further with that conversation is, because right now I see China buying all these processing plants. I see ah. China buying all this property. Yep. Uh, and, but see, but that you don't see that on national media. You don't, you see that in the small newspapers. That, exactly. Um, because of the, I don't know why national media doesn't do it. Uh, probably politics. You know, you can't bite the hand that feeds you. Yep. <laughs> um, but just to, and the farmers are pissed about it. And it makes me wonder why do we allow other countries to come in here and buy up so much property and for what? Because I didn't even know that some of the biggest food processing plants are actually owned by other countries. Yeah. And it makes, I'm like, wow. Depends on the country system, but yeah. But then, you know, what's crazy. You look at their products and what they put in preservatives in America, but then the preservatives they put in other countries. Mm -hmm. They're different because yep. there's some stuff that is added to our foods that are illegal. Correct. In other Red countries. 40. Red 40 is one. Right. And which is a big trigger for yes. ADHD. Talk about it, brother. They don't want to talk about that, though. They don't, want, they don't want you to know that. And there are so many additives and preservatives that are in food that are bad for us that we either choose to ignore 
mm -hmm. or just don't really even care. And I know I make jokes to even use sometimes about a lot, a lot of people don't know also. Right. And, and, and see, and that's the one thing too, of that uncomfortability, you know, because even with yeah. me, when I make like little humor, I'm not going to call it jokes. Cause I don't, I, what we do, I don't, that's not joking. It, it's humor. Uh, Facts. But about the vegan, it's to me, it's because a lot of uncomfortability because I don't know about it. So right. I make humor about it to make, exactly. to, to make, not to make fun that's of it. That's a way of getting comfortable with it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's even with like how we were talking about glizzies yesterday. Right. <laughs> Which is a, a the new name for hot dog. Yo, you know what I'm dying. saying? But when I was growing up, a glizzy was a, a gun. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now yeah. it's you see all these memes with women and the hot dogs will be going all over their face. Or, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 2022 is wild, man. Right. It is wild. But I also want to talk about, too, uh, and I'm going to leave off on this this morning. Um Let's talk to our kids. Um, you know, TikTok is is a wonderful thing. YouTube is a wonderful thing. But these trends aren't. Um, you know, we've gone through the the Tide Pod trend. We've gone through uh, the calling mass shooters in, which are swatter calls. Now I see the Dining Dash. Uh, what the hell is that? Dining Dash. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, bro. Yo, and they're filming it. Oh, so man. last night, and I think it was in Anoka. It was either in Anoka. It was somewhere in the suburb of the Twin Cities. And a restaurant owner made a post. They had 12 high school kids come in, uh, order a bunch of food, and then eat and leave. But not pay. They caught a couple and the kid confessed, which I, I want to say to this is that I got to give it up to that young man or, or, or young woman for the simple fact of that they they took responsibility and accountability for their actions. Right. Um, and, and that's a part of growing because we have to learn from our mistakes. Right. But it's not OK to steal from somebody else. It's not okay to take advantage of somebody else. It's not okay to scam. It's not okay uh, to take advantage. So when we know better, we do better. And that's what we need to be telling our youth. That's what we need to be telling our kids is that the world that we live in right now is treat others how you want to be seen and treated because respect goes a long way talk about it a long 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 way and you know when it comes to community it's all about respect right yeah and when you're supposed to be taking care and having respect for one another in your community you go to a place to get served food when you could have made that food at home first of all right you chose you chose to go somewhere and have someone make it for you right <clears throat> and that person busted their behind you don't know what they went through 
to get whatever tip they might have been expecting from you and what that tip could have did. It might have gotten them gas to get home. It might have gotten them bus fare to get home. It might have helped give them to round out the, the daycare expenses for their children. You don't know what they might have needed and how that might have messed up their day and made them even more upset and contribute right. to a downward spiral. What are you going through that you have to rub it off on somebody else? So have respect for other people in your community and as well have respect for your elders, especially. Yes. Big facts. Big, big, big facts. Because treat others how you want to be treated and with that win or fail freedom or jail heaven or hell wish me well y'all have a great friday thank god it's friday thanks have a good one y'all looking to advertise your business to a diverse and conscious audience are you looking to give back to your community or have your voice heard the leon block is looking for you we want to provide people and small businesses with more traffic while connecting more people from all backgrounds, as well as integrating viewers more into what we do. Community is everything. Will you join us in helping build a better community? is a grassroots independent media platform by the people seeking to fill the gaps news deserts have created left and left and socialist leaning we are pro-black and we cover stories of police brutality human rights environmental issues racism and more in a more in-depth way that the mainstream can't won't and doesn't provide our mission is to change the way citizens look at media to embolden everyone to take part politics and become an integral and active part of their community to enrich all of our lives and to combat racism we focus on police involved cases and incidents of racism spirituality world issues and news history music and art environment and many more the Leon Block Independent Media is a network providing press, arts, and other media and resources aimed to better reconnect the most oppressed. We run daily web shows through social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and post information with current events or simple memes to make you think. We try to target different audiences, and we do not censor anyone as we seek to provide truth that mainstream media does not. Check out our websites. You can also reach out to us via email or text. And if you'd like to reach out for more information or uh, more information on our sponsorship opportunities as well, please hit us up through text at 484-909-0873. We'll be here for you.